What's up everybody? This is Sydney and you're listening to Friendly Fire. Welcome back to Friendly Fire. I'm Sean. Y'all know Sydney. Um, we just gonna we're gonna get right into it. We got a loaded show for y'all today. Um we'll start with some college football. Uh, we had a rank versus rank this weekend, Florida, Tennessee. I'm a I'm a big Florida fan, as y'all know. We'll talk about that for a second. Uh, you want to start with it, or, or because it's, because it's my sorry team, should I go first? <laughs> you go first. I'm interested in uh, hearing what you have to say about what was a horrible game with a great ending. Yeah, I thought I thought the ending was great. Uh, I saw on Twitter a lot of people were asking, um, "Was the last play a hail mary?" I, I I don't think it was a Hail Mary. It didn't qualify as a Hail Mary to me. Like, usually a Hail Mary is everybody ganged up in the end zone. Yeah. Throw, but yeah, I, I thought that was a, hey, we're going to try to get in the field goal range. And, oh, but look, look what happened. <laughs> Touchdown. But, like, anyway, uh, Felipe Frank, that, that was actually the best throw I had ever seen him make. Um not because of the result, but because he actually showed some arm talent. Yeah. It was an accurate throw. It was very far. Um I, I thought that was I thought that was the best play he made all day. Otherwise, there really isn't much to talk about about the game. The team's terrible. I've been, <laughs> I've, I've been saying it for weeks. Um oh, that kid seventeen, number seventeen, I don't know who he is, but he can play. He he's very fast. Um, he ran some good routes. I don't. I'm. I'm not sure who he is. I've never heard of him before in my life. Um, but and the team is is desperate for offensive talent. Um, but Tennessee squandered a lot of opportunities. Yeah. They they actually outplayed us in the second half. I thought. Um, but it is what it is. Florida. They they got the win, but then I then I good. Yeah. Um... Ten- Florida, Tennessee should have never been in the game. Um, yeah, Florida had a chance. Um, oh, what was it? They had a chance to go up 17, seven, what was it? Seven, it would have been 17 to 7 or 20 to 7, I think. Yeah, it would have been 17 to 7. Yeah. Yeah, and that that really killed it and let Tennessee right right back in the game. Um the court what's his name? Y'all quarterback? Felipe Frank. I had heard I I've, I've heard a lot of great things about his arm strength. Um like you say, that was the first time that it's been on display this season. But I've heard a lot of great things about his arm. Um Tennessee botched that whole play and that I don't understand how in that um, situation you let anybody get behind you. So that was, they were begging to get beat on that one. But yeah, it was, it was a very ugly game. Florida played great defense as they do. Uh, but offensively, there's still nothing going on there at all. So yeah, that it, it was what it was. 37 points uh, combined in the fourth quarter. Now, it was it was pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, 
Let's move to another good game. Uh, good game with a phenomenal ending. USC Texas. Uh, you're a huge USC fan. What you What you think? It was a good game that shouldn't have been a good game. And that drove me crazy. This game had me in fix Saturday night slash Sunday morning. Um, I don't know if Texas played up to us or we played down to Texas. But from what they showed Saturday, they they're com- they're coming up. They they're they're getting they're gonna get back to um being a great team soon. That defense held us in check, uh, especially our run game, which had ran wild the first two weeks. Um, we won this game because of Sam Darnold. Because of how composed he is, because of how smart he is, because of the plays he can make with his arm. Um, that jump pass on the final drive of regulation Ridiculous. Yeah, um, and that that's that's when I was confident that we were going to win the game regardless. And then he comes in the first play of overtime and throws another touchdown. So we win that game solely based on him. Um, hopefully that was us playing down to Texas, and hopefully that doesn't happen again this season. Hopefully we learn from that one because that game should have never been that close. But we don't have a deep threat, and the deep threat that Texas had is amazing. Uh, him and and that defense and that safety number four, I, I don't remember his name, but he made some amazing plays too. But yeah, that game should have never been uh, that close, and to have a freshman kicker come out and be able to thrive on a big stage like that for the first time. That was that was a huge plus for the night. You know what I'm impressed by uh, so far with Donald is every every game that I've seen uh, from him, he reminds me a, a little bit of Andrew Luck when Andrew Luck was in college. Um, how the pieces around him weren't as, as good, um, but whenever he made mistakes, he still he played through it. Yeah. You know, and, and continues to it didn't rattle him at all. Uh-huh. Look at Donald had two interceptions uh, that almost got him out of the game, uh, but still came back with three touchdowns when they had to have him. Made the jump pass, like you said, on that drive to tie the game when he had when they had to have it. Um, I mean, yeah, he, he he's impressive. I, I think he'll be the first quarterback taken in the draft coming up. Yeah, he he doesn't fold under pressure at all, and he's been showing that since last year. That is a um, that is a great skill to have, especially as a quarterback. So speaking of uh, good quarterbacks, Louisville, Clemson, um, Clemson really, I, I I can't say anything else about them anymore. I picked against them twice. Um, I'm, they look legit. Um, and they they turned Louisville into uh, the Lamar Jackson show. I mean, there, it was nobody but Lamar Jackson, and he had no help. And Kelly Bryant, uh, I mean, 22 of 32, 300 yards against that Louisville defense that isn't great, but 
you know, it's still a top 25 defense, and he played good. I mean, taking, he's got big shoes to fill with Deshaun Watson, and he, he doesn't look like he's routed at all. He's been he's been playing really good for Clemson. I'm not picking against him anymore. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but Lamar Jackson, I, I mean, he did all he could, but I mean, Clemson was just better. He got rattled early. And you think so? Yeah, I, I feel like he realized that his running opportunities weren't going to be there early. So he tried to set into a mind frame of, I'm going to stay in the pocket and I'm going to try to make these passes that he just can't make. Um, yeah. And he overthrew some some he overthrew some receivers. It, it, was, it was a lot of bad throws that came from him in that first half. And I think that really just broke down his confidence. I didn't think um I didn't think Clemson's offense would perform as they did. So I'm with you. Um I won't be picking against them anytime soon. Maybe once they get to the final four, then we then I might pick a pick against them, but they've um they've beaten what I say were their biggest tests in these past two weeks. I just want to say uh, real quick before we transition to the Saints. Uh, actually, no, no, uh, no. I'll I'll come back to it. I'll come back to that point I want to make. Um, but oh. let's transition in. Hold on. Let me make this point. Well, it's not a point. It's just uh, a happy moment of that college Saturday. No, Seeing no, no, LSU no, get beat to no, death. I got. No, no. <laughs> okay. Because I know that's what you were going to try to come back to. Why don't you yeah. just go ahead and get it out there, get it out of the way now? Because, because for anybody that doesn't know, I hate LSU with everything in my soul. And it, it just it makes me so happy to see that people just don't get it. They <laughs> just don't get it. And if you can change, you can change the coach, but... The, the talent that they have on the team doesn't do what they what they're trying to do. Yeah, like, it's like you know what I'm saying. It, it's not. It wasn't a quick fix. You know, it's just oh well. Yeah, getting less miles out of here. You still don't have a quarterback. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter if you get another offensive coordinator. You change the coach. You I, blah 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 blah. The quarterback still can't make the throws, and no one cares. They'll load the box, and, and and no one cares. And when you play against when you play against teams like Alabama, teams that don't respect you throwing it down the field, you have a good running back, but that's it. I mean, they were super one dimensional. It was terrible. They are terrible. I mean, look, they got talent. Don't get me wrong, they got talent. <laughs> But when they play against teams that don't respect them calling the ball down the field, it's been the same stuff every mm-hmm. year. And and I think that they thought getting rid of Les Miles was going to make them Oregon five years ago. No, it doesn't. It, it's the same talent. You're just doing a couple different things, a couple different rings. They got three plays. They I watched that game, and they had three plays. They had running plays that went off the same action every time. I mean, it was it was not creative at all. I'll tell you where they did look like Oregon on the defensive side of the ball because they didn't stop yeah. anything 
at all. Mississippi State did what they wanted. They did it how they wanted. And yeah, LSU, it's going to be some years. <laughs> if they're going to stick with Coach O, Coach O has to get some of his own recruits in there and he has to be able to fit those players into what he wants to do because what he has, like you said, that what he has right now doesn't fit what he's trying to do. Exactly. Um, but Louisiana football right now is struggling mightily. You want to go ahead and talk about the Saints? Hey, man. Hey, Tulane scored 14 against uh, <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> against Oklahoma. They were up and for like a minute again. and a half. Oh man, another week. Uh the Saints. The yeah. once again the defense is what it is. The front seven looks decent, but the secondary is horrible. And the reason is they're young. Um I said last week, Kenneth Vaccaro was the only, the only bright spot in our secondary last week. This week, he might have been the worst, <laughs> which is why he got benched. Um, we, I don't know what our offense is this year because we keep going down big early. So they have to throw whatever they want to do out the window and play catch up. Um, we had two interceptions that got called back. One because of defensive holding. The other one was 12 men in the huddle. Mistakes that shouldn't be made, especially the 12 men in the huddle. Um, we still didn't turn the ball over, which is always a plus, especially being that we were playing from behind but like I say, going down early really prevents us from being able to do anything. We can't try to play ball control because we're already down. So that really eliminates the run game. We're missing Willie Sneed for another game. And that's hurting us more than I'm quite sure what anybody thought it would. And... Man, we, we got to do something. Marshawn Lattimore is looking good. He's he's a bright spot, but Gronk killed us. And um, I'm not ready to throw in the towel on the season yet. We're on to. Um, we have Carolina this upcoming week. And then we have Miami and London after that. I still see those two games as very winnable games. Um, so we'll see, but defensively, we got to do something. We traded Stefan Anthony today, which I'm just glad we got something back for him because there was questions about if he would have even made a 53 man roster, um, this season after training, after the preseason, I think we did that in order to sign Lamar Houston. So we'll see, but that still doesn't, that doesn't help anything in the secondary. So, yeah. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, uh, here's what I want to say about the Saints. 
for the last couple of years, ever since they won the Super Bowl, um, the Saints have not been bad on defense. I, I want people to understand that they have been historically bad on defense. It, it is amazing. Listen to these numbers. In two games, quarterbacks against the Saints are 59 of 71, 793 passing yards, and six touchdowns. No picks. I mean, you can't, you just can't win like that. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if you have Drew Brees and Sean Payton and, and all, all of these offensive pieces that you think you can just get rid of and plug somebody else in in place of it. I, I've been saying for years, I think they, they're overestimating that their ability to turn nothing into something on offense. You know, the eye test will tell you that it's not the same since they traded Jimmy Graham. The numbers say differently, but when you watch what they do on offense, it's, it's just not the same anymore, and and it doesn't matter what they do. A lot of the stats they get are in garbage time, and and most of the time they have to get into these shootouts. So the offense, is, it seems dynamic, but, I mean, Breeze is just throwing it all day long, and it's, it's I mean, 5,000 yards is easy to come by when you're giving up 7,000 on defense. You know what I'm saying? Like it is. I can't believe that in two games the secondary is is this bad. You come into the season thinking that it's going to be better, and it's just not. I mean those those numbers. I mean that's amazing. And to for the for the Patriots to do it with three active wide receivers, it's unacceptable. That's it's just unacceptable. They did it with Gronk. <laughs> they did it with Gronk. That's who they did it with. Um, I disagree with you on the offensive point. The offense isn't a problem. It won't be a problem. Um, but like playing from behind, there's nothing. There's nothing we could do. Period. If we can't get a stop, then that, what's the point? You know, exactly. like. Yeah, we've been seven to nine the past three seasons, and probably would be seven to nine again this year. And the seven wins we get will be Drew Brees wins because, like you say, he got into a shootout with somebody who couldn't keep up. Um, the well, defense. I mean, ha- go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say just. I just want to explain my point about what I mean by them overestimating what they can do with the offense. I, I just think that. They spend so much time trying to find guys that can do what they want to do instead of trying to improve the defense. I mean, the, the first round pick was a tackle. I mean, then the running back. And then, I mean, they had two in the first round, but still, you know, it, what I'm saying is they they just, they aren't putting enough emphasis on improving the defensive side of the ball instead of bringing in all these new toys. Like, um, the, the problem isn't, that they're not trying. The problem is that they're failing. They're overestimating their ability to develop defensive talent. And I don't know if that has to do with Dennis Allen. Because, of course, Sean Payton isn't a defensive guy. So the defense is in the defensive coordinator's hands. And maybe we just haven't found the right defensive coordinator. Even, but... Talent is part of it, and the defensive coordinator is part of it because our first year with Rob Ryan, we were a top five defense. But then what happened after that? Um, 
So yeah, it's not like I say, it's it's not gonna be an easy fix. It's not gonna be a quick fix. Like I said, I Carolina and Miami are both winnable games to me. Especially if you gotta get in the shootout with those two teams. We can win shootouts against those teams, but our defense has to play better. Um, Carolina not having Greg Olson next week is going to be a blessing for us. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, we hopefully we can get these two wins because otherwise we're, we're looking at who's who's leaving, Drew Brees or Sean Payton. And I'm quite sure they'll let Sean Payton go before they let Drew Brees walk out the door, so. So we're going to move on to the Monday night game. Um, you go, you go first. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Um, that game actually reminded me a lot of your Florida-Tennessee game. Oh, <laughs> um, man. The Gi- Let's start with the Giants. The Giants are horrible, man. Not yeah, Offensively, gonna... offensively, they are horrible. Um, you know, go ahead. I actually don't even think that. I mean, once they get blocking figured out, it's so like <laughs> that's the, that's geez. the thing though. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get blocking figured out. Like that's the thing. Um, man, that, oh, that mixed with I think Eli's done. Oh yeah. He's done. Yes. This, this, this. He at least he's done in New York, because what Ben McAdoo is trying, whatever he's trying to do, Eli can't be there for it. <laughs> Eli has to go somewhere where he's going to get protected, and can actually get throws off. He's not mobile, so he needs to go somewhere where he's safe behind the O line, opposed to a firing squad. Every Sunday, <laughs> I, I just I really do want to say real quick: the Beckham being hurt is is hurting them. That it, that's hurting them big time. But I was high. You told me before the season that you weren't high on the Giants because of the offensive line. We are seeing that it doesn't matter. Like you know, they can't they can't run. They can't even drop back to pass. Yeah. But also, Brandon Marshall. I was high on him because I thought Marshall would be better. He's been awful. Shepard hasn't been able to play. They got they got so many weapons. So many weapons. And the defense doesn't look the same either. I don't know what. It just doesn't look like the same team from last year. They're still good on defense, though. I, I agree. I agree. It's just not last year. Last year, I mean, 10 points was hard to come by. Yeah, you know? yeah. Now, I mean, where we score last night? 24, 17? But even with that, 122 passing yards for Stafford. Like, that was it. Yeah. You know, y'all didn't hit 100 yards rushing, which isn't anything new, but you as figure... A, as a team. As oh, a team. as a team y'all did? Y'all just didn't have a 100-yard rushing? Yeah. Okay. Um, But, yeah, holding Stafford to 122 yards, you know, that's... Yeah. That's everything, you know, but you give up... um. Well, with a punt return for a touchdown, is the Giants' de- the Giants' defense won't get them to the playoffs. That's for sure, and that O line is does it can't be fixed. 
I don't know. That's one thing you can't fix in the middle of a season of the offensive line. And sadly, they're not the only team dealing with that problem either. Um, but yeah, Detroit, they got the win last night, but it was the Giants, man. <laughs> can, I, can I just listen, man? First of all, while we're talking about offensive line, because it's not a sexy topic to talk about for people that's not diehards, mm-hmm. uh, we miss Taylor Decker. Yeah, I mean, and so when so when Taylor Decker comes back, let's see. But I, you know, the running game. I figured it out too. I wanted I want to talk about the running game for a second too. Last night, I thought they were committed to trying to run the football, uh, which is a part of the reason uh, Stafford only had 122 passing yards. You could see that they really wanted to try uh-huh. to help him out with the running game. But I figured it out. You remember in the first episode we talked about how. You don't know if it's – they improved the offensive line, but the running game hasn't improved. Abdullah's back, but the, but is he the problem or is it a combination of the two things? Or the scheme, I know what yeah. it is. I am putting this on Jim Bob Cooter as an offensive coordinator, and I realized it during the game because there was a lot of runs. There were about five or six plays where I knew – as soon as they got into the formation, it was about to be a run play. Yeah. It, it's so predictable. And not not even down in distance. It was just formation. Uh-huh. Because it's just like, I know you're about to run it. Like, 100%. And they, they rushed for 100 yards as a team, but I think it's extremely misleading. Because Abdullah had the 40-yard the run at the end of the half. Yeah. And then he had the one that he broke. But, after, but besides that, it was about 15 carries for like 30 yards. It yeah. was terrible. It was, I mean, they can't run the ball at all. You know, so that was that thing. Big night for Ebron. Um, but I'm not I'm not jumping back on that bandwagon because I know that I know how this goes. He played well tonight and he's gonna be absent for three weeks. Yeah. I, I, that's just whatever play he is, he's not consistent. Um but the defense, I thought the defense was spectacular. Again, the for for the second week in a row. I mean the Giants' offensive line is bad, but they couldn't block Ziggy. You know, so it was it was good to see Ziggy Anza get back, back to where I believe he can be a dominant pass rusher. Um, I thought he had a good night against a bad team, but uh, <laughs> but still, they, still they they played well. Yeah. So you know, two and zero, you'll take it. Anybody will take it. Yeah. You know, but um, we'll find out how good they are Sunday. That's that's all I keep saying. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a win in the win column. But next week we play a team who everybody thinks is the best team in football right now. So, and we'll it's see. it's it's really hard to judge teams in the first two weeks unless they unless they are really really bad or really really good and. Yeah. Through these first two weeks, the only teams to me that appear really, really good. Well, there's only one team to me that appears really, really good, and that's Kansas City. Atlanta appears good to me, but that first week against Chicago, I I don't know how to judge that. You know what I want to say about that? Remember I, I said the first week, 
you know, it's, it's also really hard to tell, but you, because you just don't know, uh-huh. you don't know how a team's going to play. And so, like, it's almost like how in college, um, you know, it doesn't matter, like, if old when, when, uh, not Ole Miss, but, like, when Auburn plays Alabama, uh, that game's that Super Bowl, whether they're going to a bowl game yeah. or not. You know, so, like, the first week of the season, it's almost like everybody's zero and zero. So everybody thinks they're a contender, and they play a lot harder, you know. And and so as the weeks progress, when you start mm-hmm. to actually become who you are, uh, you know. So I don't, I don't, I'm not putting too much emphasis on that first game when they play close yeah. uh, with Chicago because the, the talent is, you know, obviously – um, way more anything else you had to say about y'all game? Absolutely not. I don't want to talk about them. Okay, well let's let's jump into that game then. Atlanta versus Green Bay uh, okay. from Sunday night. Um, go, go ahead. Uh, right, I, I thought I thought Atlanta was feeding off the emotion. They they look like the team they were uh, last year. Um, Green Bay. I don't know if Green Bay knows, um, but the Falcons have Julio Jones. Um, if, if they want to cover him, that's fine. But it didn't seem like they were interested. So uh, they pulling know. corners off the street. So yeah, yeah, and you know, Green Bay, Green Bay is better than they played last night. You know, when you play against a team that's good, it can, it can make you look bad. Um, the Jordan Nelson injury didn't help. The, the tackles, the injuries didn't help. Yeah, they went into so, the game without two of their tackles. And, yeah. well, without their two starting tackles. And then they lost a starting guard during the game. Right. So, so I mean, I, I thought Green Bay, they did what they could. Mm-hmm. But I, I think Atlanta's a good team. I, I think they'll still be good this year. Yeah. So, um, I was surprised that the Falcons dominated the way they did. But, but you know, it's one game. Um, yeah, I felt the same way, man. Green, it, it would have been a lot closer game if Green, if the injuries hadn't started taking a toll on Green Bay so early. Like I say, two tackles, you ended up losing the guard. You lost Jordan Nelson before halftime, I think. Randall Cobb suffered an injury in the second half. You lost, uh, they lost a the defensive tackle. They lost a lot, and especially when you're already a team that's riding a lot on Aaron Rodgers' arm, well, you got to be able to protect him in order to do that. Um, So, yeah, um, Atlanta were able to force some mistakes, and and that was really the difference in that one. Yeah. Do you think Atlanta's the best team in the league right now, or you have Kansas City? I have Kansas City as the best team in the league. Um. Yeah, them playing them, them beating the Patriots as they did, and I think Philadelphia is a good team. Also, um, Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz is a Brett Favre type of quarterback. Carson Wentz is not gonna, he's not gonna be this four or five yards at a time quarterback. He's going to take his chances and it's, it's going to win him some games and it's going to lose him some games, but he's going to be that type of quarterback. And um, that's, that's kind of what hurt him 
in that you know, game. Another team that's in that in that top group, like top three, top five teams in the league. Um, I, I've been very impressed with Oakland. I mean, they, I mean, the Jets, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they dominated from the opening snap. It just, you know, you know what it is though. It's, it's like how I always say, um, you know, it's the LeBron conversation that we have all the time about him dominating the East. They dominated the Jets. They were supposed to, yeah. but if they didn't, then then uh-huh. we'd be talking about how bad they did. You know, so I thought I, I think they looked really good early in the season, and Marshawn Lynch gives them swag. The, like exactly, a, like a swagger that they didn't have last year. Like Latavius Murray was a good running back for them, also, but Marshawn Lynch is just. It, he brings something totally different, not just football wise, but emotionally, and that's yeah. a that's a that's a huge lift for them. He brings them. You gotta have somebody like that, and Derek Carr yeah. isn't that guy. Amari Cooper isn't that guy. Khalil Mack isn't that guy. They're more reserved, so he definitely brings them that emotional uh, lift that they need. But that division, man, that that division. Even with the char- the Chargers could easily be two and zero right now. What the way I don't want to move the Chargers yet. I want I want to say something else about Lynch real quick. Okay. Uh, you know, people people gave him the beast mode nickname. You know, and uh-huh. and the Saints one, the one he had against the Saints, is the one that that comes to everybody's mind. Unfortunately. When, huh? I said unfortunately. Yeah, but so when you when you watch him play though like I'm talking about people don't realize like the two and three yard runs uh-huh. I'm, he, bruh defensive linemen will break through the line and he will make them look like corners and get broke just, just get off me like and, and so, like it's far more than a couple runs where he ran over people it's every play bruh he steamrolled a defensive tackle last week I can't remember who it was though but it was yeah and I'm watching him going, and you know he's whenever he gets into the open field, he runs kind of weird. <laughs> but but between the tackles, you don't want to be caught in that situation. Yeah, it's not fun to bring down. But go ahead with the Chargers. They they're, yeah, they're a that, shit show. I'm sorry. <laughs> that that division, man. You got Oakland, Kansas City, and Denver are all two and zero right now. Yeah. The Chargers could easily be two and zero right now. Yeah. That 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 division, man. Uh, the Chargers aren't going to turn it around because they're the Chargers, Dude. and Dude. <laughs> they, they. I just I can't I cannot believe as soon as they lined up, bro, one hundred percent. As soon as they lined up for the kick to win the game, I said, Shane, look at this. He's gonna miss. He's gonna miss." <laughs> I just know because because he got a charging uniform on. Yeah, he's probably, the, he's probably the best kicker in the league, but it's the worst because he got a charging uniform on. Like it's like like putting the uniform on just makes you, you know what I mean? <laughs> it makes you do Georgia type shit. It's, it's unbelievable. Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer, and people are going to question if he really is because of who he played for. Of yeah. him not being able to win titles, of him barely making the playoffs. No. But yeah, that's that's anyway. 
Denver and Dallas. Oh, go ahead. What else you have to say? No, no, I was, I was just gonna say people who are uh, voting for the good teams or a team that look good. Uh, speaking of people who just are awful, just Blake Bortles. Can we just what? Just he looked horrible, <laughs> man. Like you know, sometimes, sometimes people. It's okay to be a backup. It's okay to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. You still, you are one of 64 people that play quarterback in the NFL. It's okay. Matt Borders isn't a starter. He just, he's awful. Yeah, but um, he's not a starter. Chad Henney's not a starter. So just roll Blake Borders, I guess. (laughs) Then they get a top pick. Start over. Yeah, and then they lost Allen Robinson for the they lost him for the year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. their luck's that already happened. going down the drain. So, um, yeah, Denver Dallas that was that was a weird game. Um, Dallas seemed to come into this game with the thought of. Denver's front seven is too too good. We're not going to be able to run against them. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to attack Chris Harris and Aqib Tlaib. And that's going to work for us. Um, Nah. That's, that's not going to work for you at all. 50 passes, man. 50. He may be the... As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm quite sure he's the only players so far to throw 50 passes in the game and it was against probably the best defense in the game it makes no sense you didn't even try to establish the run because Ezekiel Elliott only had nine rushes you didn't even try to establish the run you know both of us both of us thought that the Cowboys would take a step back and I think it's because this is what they would actually this this would be more accurate to what they look like if they didn't have Ezekiel Elliott. Uh-huh. They didn't have him for six games. I don't think they would be this bad because Denver's got a great defense. Yeah. But it it would it won't be Elliott just running for 150 yards every week and and that throwing against eight man fronts. You know, like yeah. that, that's that's what they were last year. And if you don't have a running back to pair with that offensive line. Like, the, the running backs that they have behind them are serviceable, but they're not him. Yeah. And so, when you still have that, if they don't use it, this is what they look like. And, and like, like, they couldn't even set up play action. They went 0-3 right. for play action. Only three play action plays they, because they couldn't. Like I said, they didn't even try to establish the run, and that, that was crazy to me. But I was... I was real down on them this season because, like I said, there's no way that for a third season in a row, their defense is going to overachieve. Their defense made Trevor Simeon look like Tom Brady. Man, he threw four touchdown passes. He threw 400 yeah. yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, uh, and and yeah. C.J. Anderson ran for almost 120 yards. Before they drafted him, I, it might have been after. 
But they were saying, uh, the reports came out that the Cowboys had questions about his maturity. Matter of fact, because uh-huh. it, was, it was during training camp. They were, they were talking about his maturity and stuff like that. And, man, when you have the type of data that he has and then you give up, on an interception return for a touchdown, yeah. that's the stuff they're talking about. Yeah. That you know what I'm saying? Like he, guys like Larry Fitzgerald. I, Larry Fitzgerald is the thing that the person that comes to my mind because he's been a professional his entire yeah. career. But but he'd never do that. Never do anything like that. Like and it, it doesn't matter. The game's already over. Yeah, and I think that's what I think. I think he was even frustrated at the nine carries. And I think that played a big part in 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 him giving up at that point too. But that's definitely something you can't do. Like that's that's a that's a sin. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody everybody else out here get a check like you get a check. Everybody out here playing they hardest. Yeah. That's your teammate, and you quit on them because you not having a good day. Come on, man. Cause like yeah, they say, everybody everybody isn't the same talent wise, but everybody can give the same amount of effort. Exactly. And for your most talented guy to not be given a hundred percent effort, that's that's a no go. You know. Yep. yep. Oh, Dez, Dez Bryant is done too. I just want to throw oh, that yeah. in there. Eli's done. Dez Bryant done. Okay, so 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 far into the season. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been getting too career. <laughs> I didn't think that I thought that I said that Tom Brady was done. I said he looked old. I didn't say he looked, he looked done. He looked better. Again, it was in the Saints. Yeah. But I'm 100% on the injury campaign anymore. Um, not, like, he might be able to be a backup, but he's, I don't think he's. Yeah, I'm not there on that one. You can have that okay. one. You can have that tape. <laughs> okay. So you got, but, you but you with me on Eli and Dez. Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah. And Brandon Marshall may be done too. While we at it, he may be. Listen, he may be done. Listen, you know some other things I want to talk about from the football weekend. You know Jordan Reed was one of my favorite <laughs> Florida players. He's one of my favorite Florida players to come out in the last couple of years, and he can play. Yeah. He got hurt. Yeah. Again. How? How? How is, how is he always hurt? It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's always crazy to see a player, especially of that of who's that talented, who's that good, who just can't stay healthy. It's it's just a bad luck of a luck of the draw, I guess. But he's been man when he's on the field, he's amazing. But it's keeping him on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't ever play. So, so, <laughs> so uh, during that game, though, uh, Jared Goff, you know, the throw that he made to end the game, it just—I think that we have been so desperate for quarterbacks and good quarterbacks over the last couple of years. Like, I mean, this dude, like Carson Wentz, for example. Before the draft, it's like, who? Yeah, you know? exactly. And then, and then, you know, you plug him in. And I knew golf, but I didn't think he was, like, that guy. Yeah. Guy a starting quarterback. And, 
you know, I know it's early in his career, and he can get better. He might be better. Mm-hmm. Three years from now, he, he might be an MVP. But what I'm saying is, right now, he doesn't look like he's ever going to be that. And, I mean, that throw, it just was – it was – predictable and it, it just didn't even look like a good throw at all the thing is we we no longer have patience with a quarterback either you draft a quarterback and you want him to play immediately and you want him to be good and that's just not how it works man um what happened to the days of a quarterback sitting for two three years and then Okay, now he's ready. Let's see what he is now. These these guys getting thrown into the fire in year one, year two, we're ready to call him a bust. And it's not really realistic, especially for these, like you said, these. the last quarterback that came out to where I personally expected he's going to be good right away was Andrew Luck. And I know people had that same feeling about RG3. I didn't. But that was the last draft to where I was like, you know what? That guy should be a star day one. Even with Jameis and Mariota, I was like, you know what? It might take them some time. Yeah. But it's rare that you get a quarterback that from day one is going to be that guy. And But that's what people are expecting out of every first round, second round dra- draft pick that's a quarterback these days. That, you know, that kind of plays into a point that I wanted to make that I, I put down in my notes to remember to talk about. Uh, when you look at the way football is being played, like college football, it's almost like if you just have the arm talent, there's so much, like, just the, the type of plays that the offensive coordinators and coaches put together only ever really requires them to have arm talent. You know, like the like think about it. The 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 Patriots in that game, and I've been seeing it all over the league these first couple weeks. Teams are doing a lot of these misdirection plays. Yeah. To where like uh New England had a play where it set they set up a screen and brought a wide receiver uh-huh. behind it on another side of the field yep. to where it's like, Oh, look at this, look at this. It's, it's a lot of window dressing. Yeah. And so like you know, it, it works because it ends up being 14-yard gains, 8-yard gains, to, to where they never actually have to read a defense. Yeah. You know, and and so, but when you, and then when you do get the ones that can, it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, they, they, they come in and they, and they play so good because you can do the misdirection stuff and the the actual read a defense, come to the line, read a defense. And throw the ball. And that's that's what's happening. That's where the wow factor is coming in with Sam Donald this year. That's 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 why he's you know what he's going to be that guy. But then when you bring up people like Allen and Rosen, and I don't, I honestly don't, I don't understand why people want to talk about Baker Mayfield more when they talk about the quarterbacks that will be coming out next year. Yeah. Um, I think he's just I think he's just as talented as this Allen kid or Rosen. Um so that's strange to me, but to your point, yeah, that's that's the wow effect of Sam Donald. The fact that he has he's making those reads and he's able to adjust what he has to do at the line. Um 
And that's what really separates him from those other two, three quarterbacks in college right now. So, you want to look ahead to the, uh, to the week? Is there anything else you want to talk about about the week that just passed? Or? Um, Travis Kelsey is amazing. I just want to throw that out there. He's the best tight end in, foot, in football right now. Period. I, I agree. And a lot of people, I'm quite sure, don't care about this because they don't care about the O-line. But Marshall Yonder is out for the year. That is, yeah, that is a huge loss for Baltimore. Oh, um, the best guard, one of the best guards. Yeah, him and Zach Martin are the best guards yeah. in football. Um, yeah. And he's out for the year. And their offense already was off to a shaky start, especially passing the ball. Running the ball, they've been they've been pretty solid running the ball, but that's, that's going to hurt them. Um, Baltimore, Baltimore reminds me of, like, just an Eastern Conference, like, like I don't know, Washington Wizards type team. Maybe not that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. No, I, well, maybe, maybe so. Like from last year, just I mean, how good are they really? Like, <laughs> like they two and zero. I hear you. Yeah. The, the AFC. I, come on. And they were both they were both division wins, but it was Cleveland Cincinnati. <laughs> it was I'm Cleveland sure. Cincinnati. Oh, um, I do want to say that Cincinnati. I, <laughs> people have been talking about uh, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. To, what do you think about that? Every time, I you don't want to hear this, I, but but you I'm asked you. You you I didn't want to do this, but you brought it up. This isn't on Andy Dalton. This isn't no. I'm. This isn't on Andy Dalton to start. Their O line is just as horrendous as Seattle's or the Giants. Now, the fact that they do have, they do have good talent. He has three good running backs. He has AJ Green. He has Tyler Eifert. But they they don't have offensive line now, and but. To your Kaepernick point, I personally would roll the dice for A.J. McCarron before I brought in Kaepernick. I think they really do believe in McCarron. I think McCarron will actually be a decent quarterback, but you won't know until you throw him out there. I don't think you bring somebody else in from the outside before you give him his shot. Yeah, I've always liked Kaepernick. I I thought he was fun. He's fun to watch run. you know, I thought the arm stuff would get better. Yeah. I mean, that it hadn't. Just like, just like, just like the Tebow stuff. Like, uh-huh. I put him Tebow for personal reasons. I, I thought the arm stuff would get better. The accuracy and all this, it never did. But, um, you know, I, I'm obviously rooting for Kaepernick for reasons beyond football. But, uh, I don't know. I just, I just want him to land on a team. Yeah, I was going to say, I, def- I definitely hope he gets a job soon, man. Um. I saw the Jaguars today sign Ryan Nassib. And, of course, everybody's going to point and say, well, he has a connection with the offensive coordinator. But Ryan Nassib, and I'm, Ryan Nassib is probably worse than Blake Board and Chad Henney. So what's the point, you know? And, and that's what I'm saying, bro. That, that 
That's the simple. From a PR standpoint, that's what they're going to hide behind. Every uh-huh. Time. Yeah. Every time. So, whatever. But you did bring up, uh, you brought up Seattle. Uh, they suspect. I, I think they they can win the division, obviously, because there's nobody to challenge them. But they don't look good. Offensively, they don't look good. Defensively, they're still, you know, they're, they're still what we've known them to be. Um, even with their offensive line problems, they're they they've been able to still run the ball, which yeah. is which is strange. But they've been they Carson has been their leading back, and they've still been able to run the ball a good bit. They just can't pass it. Russell Wilson has no time to do anything, so. If they can keep running the ball, though, they they still they're still going to make it pretty far, being able to control the clock and play great, outstanding defense. Dude, you you know what else I wanted to say about the about like optimism at this point in the season is still very much alive. Mm-hmm. And momentum momentum is so key, bro. Because look at the Bears, for example. Those these are a couple of examples that I wrote down. The yeah. Bears, they went in the game with the Falcons. Yep. They had a chance to win it. Probably should have won it. They go to 0-1, okay, whatever. Next week, they get better. Yep. And now they're 0-2, and they are bad-looking 0-2. Just like that. Yep. And, and for the Cardinals, the Cardinals, David Johnson gets hurt. You give up 21 on the answer, and now you don't, you, you're trying to figure it out. You go to Indianapolis, you know, it, you're struggling all the way through the game, and you find a way to pull that one out, you go to one and one, you look across the division, and it's like, all right, we in it. You know, it's, it's not that bad. Exactly. And then they play, I think they play Cleveland next. Exactly. So you go you go play Cleveland and win, and then Andrew Luck's ready to come back. And then what? Exactly. They're right back in this. So, I mean, it, it's, it's still super early. And the same thing, the same thing can happen for the for the teams that's riding high right yeah. now. Detroit, Detroit, two wins, you'll take them. They look, you know, they don't look great. They go home and play Atlanta and get knocked out like, yeah. real bad. You know, uh, Green Bay or Minnesota bounce back, and then just like just like that, you you you're looking around the division, going, "Wow, we we not that good." <laughs> exactly. Know? That's why that's why I made the comment earlier about I'm not giving up on the same shit because it's it's still too early to give up on anything. And it's too and well <laughs> but it's also too it's too early to crown the champion too, so they don't give out trophies in September. Yeah, so I mean this weeks three to five are gonna be Real interesting, and it's going to show a lot about a lot of teams. And then by week five, you really know which which direction each team is going in, for the most part. I, I told you if we came out of if we came out of our first six games, talk about the Lions. Uh-huh. If we came out of our first six games three and three, I would be satisfied because the back end of the schedule, you know, it, it, it's not as difficult. Yeah, I looked across. The- and with the way the teams look right now, obviously injuries and stuff happen. But week 10 and 11, we go to Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Those two games back-to-back are the two games that I'm looking at that's like, wow, those are, those are hard. But I looked across the rest of our schedule. Are those? 
Are those home no. games for y'all? I have to check. Oh. 100% sure. Yeah, but, but I, I love that, is, that is a rough back-to-back, especially at that point in the season, week 10. If you have to go to Green Bay or Pittsburgh, that weather is... That's, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's eight. Week eight, we're home, and nine, we're at Green Bay. Okay. But those, those two games yeah. back-to-back are two that I think are the hardest. But we get Pittsburgh coming off a of bye week. Yeah. And then the rest of these games, I mean, you know, we got the NFC South. So we play Tampa toward the end of the season. We got Carolina coming up in two weeks. But, I mean, and then the Saints. So it's not... They look winnable right now. I know it's the early. Yeah. The way teams are playing, uh-huh. I don't see many games that I don't think we're going to have a shot at. Yeah. I'm looking at them like, wow, that, 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 team's good. that, that team will crush us. And, I don't see many of them like that. And that's why I said earlier, I could easily see us going being 2-2 two and two after the next two weeks. We play Carolina, and then yeah. we turn around to play Miami and London. And... Mm-hmm. It's real. It's real important for us to go two and two because that leads into our bye week after our, us playing Miami and London. And if we can, if we could be two and two going into our bye week, like that, that that could change everything. So the Saints are off the week before they play us. Yes. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I told oh, you that we had the bye week. Uh, are we are we. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say we we have the tickets if we want them. So let's let's figure that out. <laughs> All right, so let's look ahead to the week before we we talking about week six. Let's talk about week three and then and then yeah. and, uh, <laughs> week four. Um, the the early games in twelve o'clock window, the the big game so far looking across the schedule is two and zero. Oh. Atlanta at two and zero Detroit, but I mean I don't have to say who I'm going with. But what do you think about that game? I man, the Falcons look just as good as they did last year, and the defense has, it's another year that this young defense is playing together. I know they lost Vic Beasley for uh, some weeks. I can't I can't remember exactly how long he's going to be out, but. At least a month. Yeah, but still, that defense and Cam Robinson for y'all, dog. Like, why? I, I asked why when I saw it, but then I was like, maybe they know something I don't. Maybe they can do something with him that we haven't seen yet. And that hasn't been the case. So, uh, I could definitely see this being a shootout. But... I I think Atlanta takes takes that that win. I don't have enough confidence in our offense to to say a shootout, but uh, see, and if that's the case, I, then it's going the other way. Right. right. <laughs> but um, Cam Robinson, look, man, I told you since Bob Quinn has been the GM, he hasn't made a decision that I don't agree with, all the way down to not resigning um, Caldwell just yet to to let him uh-huh. coach some games and let him see if there's somebody else that he wants to bring in. Um, I want to... I'm taking the trick. <laughs> I mean, ain't that ever, I, got, I have to. I was about to say, are you taking them just because that's your team? 
because I think the defense has improved tremendously. We'll see how much they have improved. You got to remember, we uh, like I said last week, we're doing this without four of our defensive linemen. So when some of them come back, T's Tabor hasn't played yet either. I mean, I, I think the defense has improved a whole lot. I want to see what the offense can do against Atlanta. We're the home team. Let's go. This, I, I think I think they can get this one. You believe in Darius Slay against Julio? You know, I started thinking about that. I, I started thinking about that. You know, that's not the matchup that, that I'm worried about. I mean, I, Julio will catch some passes. What you worry about, Slay? Sanu? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, as it goes down the line, I'm, when we play teams that not that I don't ever worry about the star receiver because you can't stop him. You yeah. know what I'm he's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to get his numbers. Slay will do a good job on him. I'm worried about the the teams that have an offense. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, because uh, when, you know, Freeman, they still got Freeman. They still got Coleman. They still got it's, They loaded, and that's what worries me. Not, not Slay against... Julio, yeah, that, that's gonna almost cancel each other out. It's everything else. It's not I'm gonna worried about each other. Huh? I said it's not gonna cancel each other out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like, he, like he'll do the best. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Up ten targets, he'll probably catch five, four hundred, twenty. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you know, it, it is what it is. You can't. What, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And Julio Jones, you know? Yeah. So, uh, Seattle, Tennessee. I like Tennessee going into this year. I have Tennessee winning the AFC South. Seattle's defense is what it is, of course. The fact that their offensive line can't hold water. Tennessee has a pretty good defense. Um... I think I want to take Tennessee in this game. I think Marcus Mariota will be able to do enough running the ball-wise, him plus his running backs, to to put up more points than what Seattle will with that horrible offensive line. Um, I think they've scored – I think Seattle has scored one touchdown so far. And, yeah, and that was at the end of the last game. Um, I don't see them scoring much against Tennessee. So, I think, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Tennessee on that one. I'm going to go with Tennessee, too. Uh, Derrick Henry had 100 yards since last game. Did you know he had far significantly more carries than DeMarco Murray? I, that running game starting to get cranked up. Um, I think that transitioning to Henry being the future back. But I, I just I, I find it hard to take Seattle in any game against a good team or a relatively good team until they get the offensive line figured out. I just I can't do it. They, and they're on the road too, so I, I can't take Seattle. I'm taking Tennessee. It wasn't it wasn't significantly more carries, but they they both struggled week one running the ball. Period. So. Like I say, if you're going to run, of course you expect DeMarco Murray to be the the main running back. But when you have a stable of running backs that you actually want to use, 
if you're able to establish a high hand, you got to roll with it. And that's why Derrick Henry, you know, he ended up getting the bulk of the carries. Um, but yeah, we agree on that one. Um, Kansas City and Los Angeles Chargers. Man, you know, it's easy to it's easy to just pick the Chiefs in this game because of the way they look and the way the the way the Chargers have looked. But like I said, the Chargers could easily be two and zero. They just that their incompetence at key points in the game is ridiculous. Um, but again, Kansas City. That being said, they're gonna dominate them. I, I'm gonna take Kansas City. Um. Joey Bosa didn't have a sack last week, and that was strange to me. Um, but Kansas City, like I said, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end of football. Alex Smith is playing like somebody is breathing down his neck for his spot, which is the case. And right. <laughs> Kareem Hunt is looking like he should have been the first back taken, first running back taken in this past year's draft. Add that with Tyreek Hill. And a smothering defense, and Kansas City should win this hand handedly. You know what, though, this is the type of game, especially with it being in the division. This is the type of game that San Diego probably pull off. Yeah, will be, and we'll be coming back on the next show. Going, did you see that? And it's something that that actually hurts them too, which is what happens when you move. They have no home field advantage. Yeah. Like, it doesn't exist for them. Yeah. So it yeah. it, I, it wouldn't shock me if they pulled it off at all. Like like we they could easily be two and zero right now, but Kansas City I think is on another level than every other team in the NFL right now through two weeks. Through two weeks. Now. Yeah, through two so weeks. So we, so we uh. We jumped into the Sunday games before the Saturday games, uh, but the two two good ones this weekend: Mississippi State, Georgia. Uh, what do you think about that one? I am now real big on Mississippi State. I hadn't heard anything about them going into this season. Um, they've always been a team that I've enjoyed watching uh, over over the past years. That's how I became um, I became big on that. You know, a couple of years ago, before I didn't think anything of him once he, you know, I didn't think he was going to get drafted and actually make it to what he is now. But watching him at Mississippi State, I, I love them there. Um, their offense, their offense, scheme-wise, may be the best in the SEC. And, I'm glad you brought that up. And... Like I say, scheme-wise, and with the talent that the SEC gets, period, that that means a lot. That that's going to sway a lot of things in their favor. And Georgia didn't have a good outing against Notre Dame, and I, I I'm just going to roll with Mississippi State on this one. I think Mississippi State is on the rise this season in the SEC. Um, I'm a, I'm I'm going to take. I don't know if it would be considered an upset with the way Mississippi State handled LSU. Yeah. But I'm glad you brought up the, the scheme thing about Mississippi State because Dan Mullen, I want to talk about that. We'll talk about it uh, on another show. But Florida has not been the same 
since Dan Mullen left. Yeah. Uh, and Mullen, they they flirted with him uh, to get the job before they hired McElwain. And we're seeing that a lot of what Tebow's greatness was and what he was able to do with the quarterbacks and with that mobility, this guy is built like Tebow. They use him like Tebow yeah. uh, with, a, with a better arm. Um, but Mississippi State, Mississippi State in college football, you know how I talked about the emotion of uh, Atlanta being at home for the first time in the stadium? Uh-huh. And in college, it's twice that because – Sorry about that. We had some uh, technical difficulties. Uh, what I was saying was the emotion uh, in college football is almost twice what it is in the NFL. Um, Mississippi State was at home and they had nothing to lose. LSU came in on their high horse and they wanted to prove to everybody they were for real. So they really got up for that game. Um, and this is the type of game I feel like they could have a letdown uh, going to Georgia. Georgia's a good team, I think. Uh, I think they're the best team in the SEC East. I said that coming into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take Georgia in this one. Okay. And then we have TCU, Oklahoma State. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I don't know a whole lot about either team, but I know Oklahoma State's the home team, and I know they have the better quarterback, Mason Rudolph, yeah. uh, who's been lighting it up. I don't know much about these two teams either. I know that this definitely will be a shootout. And I also know that TCU usually has the better defense. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take TCU in this one. Alright, um, I thought I thought today was a good show. Uh, we're finishing up here. Sorry about the last couple minutes. Uh, life happens. Sorry about this show being late. Um, we're trying to figure out how we want to continue the show, um, but hopefully um, the sound is better. The sound quality in this one is a lot better. We've been really working to try to get that better. Um, thank y'all for listening to the show through all, all the problems that we had with that. And um, like we said, we want to continue to get better. Um, and we are working to, to do so. Yeah, hope, hopefully the sound is 100% better than what it was the first few times. And um, yeah, we're, we're going to try to... This will probably be our only show for this week. And we'll be we'll try to be back probably next Wednesday. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna continue to try to get better. And um, anything else? Yeah, again, uh, I can't stress enough the likes, the retweets, the shares, the comments, the feedback, the views. Uh, we appreciate it all. Um, we are we're amateurs. We just like to talk about football, basketball. Um, so thank y'all for listening. If you made it this far in the show, thank you. Thank you a hundred times over. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Friendly Fire. Make sure to click the subscribe button below and check back in with us every Monday and Friday for new episodes.